Welcome to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. No truer words were ever spoken. Welcome to another edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. I'm Harry Alexander, along with Bunker de France and Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. Our guests today... It's a good one. We've got Faith Boyce from the Empire Ranch Foundation talking about the Cowboy Festival coming up. And on the horn, we've got Bob Bozbell of True West Magazine. Bob, welcome. Hey, good to be back, you guys. It's always fun to talk to you guys and celebrate the stuff I love so much. Which is the True West, I would take it, that's, right? That's right. <laughs> and Faith, welcome uh, to you as well. Thank you so much. Good to have you here as well. Thank you. He's, Happy he's to be here. here. All sweaty from the Bisbee stairs. I did the Bisbee stairs. 1,000, 1,000 stairs, not 100. You let know, me tell you. When I lived in Bisbee, I, uh, my house was 92 steps up from uh, Tombstone Canyon. I see. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a beautiful race. The event was so well organized. It was just outstanding. From an event point of view, because you know, uh, yeah. you know me. I bring I bring events. You're so. event. You're the event lady. <laughs> That's me. It was a, it was a great day, but I can tell you, I napped all the way home, and then I napped when I got home. I had to set the alarm to get here today. So. <laughs> you napped driving back. I didn't drive. Oh, okay. I was in the car. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I got up just for you guys, just well, for this. So you know, our I'm new, honored. Our new name is Speedy Voice. <laughs> It could be. I did pretty good. All right. You finished it. You didn't win, though. Uh, no, I did not win. There was someone that finished it in half an hour or something insane. It took me an hour. Well, to finish it, it makes you a winner. That's like that's right for sure. Like running an iron. Anybody who can climb stairs in Bisbee is a winner, as far as I'm concerned. Right. So thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Well, Mr. Bell, have you ever climbed the stairs in Bisbee? You know, I've climbed a few, enough to know that I couldn't do any competition, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I felt that way, trust me. There was a lot of four-letter words that were used. <laughs> yeah, but you're a competitive woman anyway. I am. Yes, it's true. I've never climbed any stairs in Disby because yeah. I was I found myself in a bar first. Well, you know, well, you so that, all the that, stairs you've never climbed are bar else. stairs. That used to be me, I understand. <laughs> bar stools, bar stairs, not the same. Right. <laughs> All right, let's get talking about True West Magazine. Great issue uh, coming up in November. Ben Johnson is on the cover. What Uncle, more do you, Uncle Ben. What more do you need to say? Right. I mean, tell us about it, Bob. You know, uh, I've been playing around with maybe running him, and he wasn't in the first tier. You know, our, our big boys are, uh, and they're mostly boys, uh, we do get... Uh, I try to get as many women on there as I can, but it's really kind of a, a hard, uh, based on our uh, uh, circulation and all the, the, the guys that read the mag. Uh, but the big guys are Wyatt Earp, Billy the Kid, Bill Hickok, uh, all the usual suspects, Crazy Horse, Geronimo, all those guys. We do well with that every time we put them on the cover. But every once in a while, I like to throw in um, uh, somebody from the movies. And, of course, we've done John Wayne. We've done Clint Eastwood. We've done... Um, Hold that the other guy, the uh, uh, Wild Bunch guys, you know, Bunch of and the Sundance Kid, Robert Redford, those guys. And so, uh, but we've never done Ben Johnson. And so I ran a test about a month ago on Facebook, and I just put up, uh, I was thinking about a, a, a great, you know, I, I've got an article up my sleeve called The Day Tom Mix Died. I want to do that article. I just, Ooh, you know, yeah. he was on his way to... Phoenix, and he was on the back roads in our Coolidge and, mm-hmm. and near Coolidge and, and, and died. And I want to do that story of who was visiting in Tucson and, and all, all, the, all that stuff. But anyway, so I ran a really cool picture of him, and I wanted to see how many shares it would get. And it got about, uh, I think, 34 shares, which is good. It's not great, but it was, it's pretty good. And then I ran a picture of Randolph Scott, which we'd never done, and he was a huge hero of mine when I was growing up. And he got about 75, and then I put up up a picture of Ben Ben Johnson, and it got 1,000 shares. And I thought, well, I guess we know who's going to put on the cover. No kidding. Wow, that's great. And and it's phenomenal. He is beloved. You know, he is just absolutely, uh, he transcends. uh, There's a beat poet that said that in poetry, uh, the beat poets believe that there was genius and then there was 
Um, what's the, the second step is, and then the third step is divine, where where you get and then he considered on the road divine because the it's almost a religious reading when you're reading it, you mm. feel like you're on the road, etc. Right. And that's where Ben Johnson is. He is just absolutely incredible. I had no idea. So, yeah, great cover story on him. Many photos uh, that uh, our editor Stuart Rosebrook found. And uh, it's one of the best issues that we're really uh, uh, high on it, and we think it's going to do really well. Well, I had the pleasure of working with him on a bonanza where we were running horses, and that was just before he went off to shoot uh, uh, the Texas story thing. And what a guy. You know, I mean, this guy, that's all, that's, all, that's all the reason he did movies is so he could ride horses and chase horses. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he was legendary. That's why, that's why he fits your covers, because he is legendary. Yeah, yeah, and he and he was just so uh, cult worthy, you know. He'd uh, be signing an autograph, and he said, "How you doing?" And he said, "I'd rather be fishing," you know. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> just so down to just a down to earth guy, and he knew how to set a horse. You oh. know, uh, I've had so many people oh. tell me that when you saw him, something. I have friends who go and see his movies just to see him ride. Oh, exactly. He rides that well. Well, John Ford always used him for that reason. He always made sure that there was a long chase sequence with Ben because he just loved watching Ben ride. What is it about yeah. about that particular individual? I mean, there's lots of great riders. Hoot Gibson was a great rider. Tom uh, um, um, Gary Cooper. Tom Tyler was a great rider. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Mac Brown. A lot of those B guys were great riders. And, Gary Cooper. And, yeah, Gary Cooper. And, and so, ranch boy. What is it about Ben John? Is it the ranch boy? Well, the thing the thing is, well, first of all, you, you got to remember Ben Johnson with uh, old Buckshot Soros. They were a world champion team ropers, mm-hmm. and team roping is more than just sitting on a horse and throwing a rope. It's called it's team. It's timing. <laughs> it's timing, knowing stock, and not not blowing up under pressure, and he and he, and those are all the things that he you learn as a cowboy. When you're a kid, cowboy, and your examples are the old timers around you, and those guys, you know, they don't cut you slack. You know, Faith, you're a writer. What do you think? You know, it's not for everybody. That's what I have to say. Yeah. And uh, the, the big difference between rodeo riding, I yes. guess I could say, and ranch riding is is quite distinct. And uh, and you can see it the way someone sits on a horse, yeah. honestly. Well, and, and and it's not for everybody. It's a difference between eight seconds and all day. That's right. Every day, <laughs> all year long. Yeah. yeah. Rain, snow, mud, sleet. That's right. Dust. That's you're, right. You're an all sitter as opposed to an eight seconder, right? Exactly. Right. You're not trailering from event to event. You're trailering from pasture to pasture. A little le- different. She leads a mean pack horse too. Yeah, I do. That's what I understand. Yeah. It's been a while. We need to change that. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> it's a tradition. No, I mean. I need to get back to oh, that. Yeah, yeah it's been it. it's yeah. been a while. Maybe at the upcoming spring trail ride in 2022. Well, before we get to that, let's talk about the the event coming up next month. Absolutely. So the Cowboy Festival is November 6th and 7th. It's our first time doing a two day event. We're super excited. There was just so much going on. Trying to cram it all into one six hour event was just it was insane. It was just and there was just too much and everybody was saying how they couldn't see everything. They wanted to see this, but there was this going on at the same time. And so uh, you know, we were going to do it in um, 2020, which this is our 20th Cowboy Festival, guys. Yeah. Wow. Coming up. Wow. Yeah. So um, we we went ahead and stepped out into the two-day event world. We'll see how it goes. It's going to be super. Yeah, yeah well, we're well. very very excited. Mm-hmm. Very excited. Well, tell us what's going on. Oh shoot. How, how much time do we have? Uh, an hour. <laughs> an hour? Okay, great. I'll be able to cover everything. That's not enough time for you. <laughs> now, Bunker. I will take second place in your presence. We all know. Thank we you. all know. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Little inside joke oh, there right. on the uh, board meetings of the Empire Ranch, uh, Bunker and Faith going toe to toe, as it were. <laughs> no, I just that just make the important points that everybody else overlooked. I know. I it's know. true. It's true. Uh, but at any rate, so let's see. Saturday. So some of our main arena presentations will be both days. Um, those include the B Troop from Sierra Vista, the Calvary that comes, and they've been coming yeah, I, almost the whole time. I yeah. think every yeah. year. So, um, and they're fantastic, of yeah. course, and they also bring a display of 
of harness or um, you know different tack and whatnot. So um, so they're going to be there for both days. Also, cattle handling demonstration by Joel Elliott and George Masick. They will. Oh, just they are classy looking guys, and they're real quiet, gentle with the cattle and. Uh, the new folk we and have. And Joel can sing like a like a songbird. That he can, and I even convinced him to come down for the whole weekend. Hot yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know he didn't even hesitate, and that's what's been really magic about turning this into a two day is that people mm-hmm. are just so excited they're to be here. Up. And you know they'll yeah they'll they they just want they're gonna come down and they're gonna like can we camp? So that is an option that's available for people. Is we have reserved. The group airstrip campsite that is about a mile from the headquarters, north of the headquarters. There will be signage that uh, directs you to the campgrounds. There are bathrooms there. That's most important, right? It's primitive and primitive get, camping. Right. And you can it get is, rowdy. It, well, let's not. Not that rowdy. Let's not. Bunker, I knew you'd be the one. Of course. Well, uh, if, even if Bunker isn't willing to step up, which I know he is, um, I am willing to offend and uh, obstigate any and all that oh, are in my boy. view. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm coming all the way we from got California, a so you can't stop you. me. A water trough. So uh, let's see what else. Uh, we have a new demonstration. I finally got working dogs. I am yeah. so excited. Oh, yeah, I've been we trying. Had the, years ago, we had the yeah. guy with the dogs. Yeah. yeah. So this young lady, she's out of Benson, and she is also a pistachio vendor. So nice. this, she's going to be there for in t- two ways, I guess you could say. She says her husband's going to do the booth. So, and the dogs will um, be showing pistachios. Yes, the dogs will be showing. I told you they're working dogs. I really meant it. <laughs> but she'll be demonstrating from horseback. She's going to bring some heifers down that she's been working with and show how working dogs really can really help out awesome, on the ranch. Awesome. Um, gosh, I feel like... I'm- oh, we have... Um, the Spanish Barb horses are coming back. This is their oh, second time. Gorgeous. And so they'll have a, a short a stint in the arena to talk about their horses. And the woman is beautiful. Excuse me. I see. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, t- and tons of music as well. Tons of music. And I don't have that up in front of me. But there has been... It, what I need to do first is encourage you to go to our Facebook yeah. and like our Facebook and then go to the events and mark that you're interested or going to the Cowboy Festival because I am creating posts daily now, right? We have the countdown about almost three weeks, less than three weeks until the festival. And we have John Messenger. We have oh, Randy. Whoa, we. <laughs> yeah, the, the schedule on Saturday uh, at 10 o'clock, it opened, uh, opening up with Dan McCorson. Uh, McCorson. Uh, 11 o'clock, Broken Chair Band. Uh, noontime is Randy Huston. 1 o'clock, Dan McCorson again. 2 o'clock, Randy Huston. Uh, Dan is back at 3. On Sunday the 7th, John Messenger. Then the... That's where I'll be at, so. uh, All right. Close to 11 o'clock. I know I'm going to screw up the name, so we'll just say Ballet Folklorico, La Paloma, uh, John Messenger, then the Way Out West Band, uh, and, yeah. and, and moves on from there. Plus, there's Cowboy Conversations featuring my partner in crime here. Uh, ooh, and ooh, uh, that'd ooh. be you. And the Freeze Boys talking about uh, in front of and behind the camera. And movies in and around the Empire Ranch, as well as uh, Alan Day is going to be there, and Russell True from the Cowboy Up podcasts. They'll be there. They also won a podcast award for best podcast. Well, good, here. good for them. Congratulations, indeed, Russell. Indeed, indeed. Oh, so, I just want to mention one thing here that Faith mentioned. They're on Facebook. A uh, Facebook that's at Empire Ranch. That's correct. That's correct. So um, a lot of our, and then we're also on Instagram, Historic Empire Ranch as well. But you'll see that, you know, the posts are, are the same on one. But the audience is different. It's quite interesting who, who, who is on Facebook and who is on Instagram and who is on both. And those are the only two social media platforms that I wander on at this time. And the only Twitter we have is in the trees. In the trees, I see. Yeah, okay. <laughs> But I didn't want to uh, leave out. We have the Charos. They're they're from. They've won numerous awards a year. Win every year at the Tucson Rodeo Parade. For those of you who watch yeah. that, they're the ones with the Mexican dancing horses. Absolutely beautiful outfits. Yep. The dresses, the horses that dance, and so they'll be there on Sunday. And I, of course, cannot leave out the Wild Horse and Burrow Program. Will be back on Saturday. Oh, cool. 
They are coming down with the prisoners from Florence. They have a program that they work with the prisoners from Florence. For those who don't know about that. Uh, and we're working on the escape tunnel right now. I, uh, you're, we're going to put you in orange. <laughs> it's going to happen. Or, orange is the new cowboy. That's right. And I'm sorry, I cannot leave out Lanny Leach. Horsemanship. He did a lot of. He had the Mustangs ready for the unbranded documentary. I'm not. I don't know if you guys have talked about that no, documentary. We no, we oh, it's a great. It's a great documentary. And Lanny would come in and speak with you anytime. Okay. He is just we'll a. Get him from after the show. Yeah, he's just a very gentle person, and he's amazing to watch with horses. And um, you know, we we want to show the public what cowboy life is like. And your dad and uh, is going to be down there with the uh, with his rescue. With the horse and around rescue, right? They'll be down there both days. And we also want to mention the history and culture demonstration and people talking, you know, like like uh, Rietta making and the saddle saddle guy and all of that. Right, right. Um, I also wanted to mention that we are going to be having our silent auction on Saturday, the normal silent auction that we do. Um, we're going to do that on Saturday, so come on down and make sure you put in your bids. Again, all of the, the proceeds go back to the Empire Ranch Foundation. And uh, on Sunday, we're going to be doing a bucket raffle, so people get to win the win items. You want to win a buckle? The bucket. Uh, oh, you want the bucket. I want to win the bucket. Okay, you, we can make that happen. Yeah. I know people. Yeah. So... Um, you know, what do you need to know how to get there uh, from Tucson? You would take 83 up and look for the signage. And uh, it's good. what we've requested this year is a $20 donation per vehicle. Um, you know, that easily, if you look at all of the uh, free demonstrations and presentations, you know, you don't have to, and it's a donation request, you know, for, for folks to come. You know what? Rent a school bus. Load it up with all the neighbors and neighborhood kids. Charge them a dollar a piece. Right. And, the, and then when you get down there, you pay the $20, and the leftover money you donate to the church. To the church? Yeah. All right. Western oh. authors will be there as well. John Buzzard, Gail Corkle, H. Allen Day, our good buddy Doug Hawking, and Nancy Turner. And there'll be a guy from the ranch with a ranch library table, too. Oh, that'd be Oh, you. that's right. You don't want to scare them off. <laughs> oh, also, one more thing. Sorry, we did we did do this uh, in the 2019 Cowboy Festival, but we do have trail rides available. They yes. are $30 a ride. There's five rides throughout the day. You can get your tickets in advance. We have a link that's up on our website to be able to purchase your rides in advance. Also on our Facebook, we have some posts that are going for that. Um, because a lot of people, they it was new to the event yeah. in 2019, and they weren't, uh, you know, they didn't realize that that was available. And also, it'll speed up the getting there and getting on your horse. Right. You know, you don't have to stand in line and do all the paperwork. Exactly. <laughs> well, you do have to do some paperwork. Some, you got to like, sign some but liability. Not like before, yeah. We have a couple of food. new things. We do have food. Let's circle back to that. No pun. Get it? Food. Okay. <laughs> circle, circle the wagons now. Like bagel joke or something. <laughs> it could be. Uh, no, but what we are doing on Saturday night, since this is a multi-day event now, is we are actually having a chuck wagon steak fry. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. And for those who aren't interested in the steak, we do have the portobello mushroom. Just because not everybody eat, don't make that face, Bunker. Knock it off. Jeez. I'm not a rabbit. They shouldn't be invited. <laughs> That's why this is radio. <laughs> right. I All did right. it. I did. So, wait, but there's one more. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. You told me I had an hour. I'm going to take it. Well, you got you to so. you you share it with Mr. Bell, though. He's sitting there very patiently. So oh, I can do? wait my turn, but there is one more thing that's Please brand do. new to this event. Please do. Is we have Pastor Larry coming over for yes. Sunday morning Cowboy, Cowboy Church. Church. Nice. Yes, that starts at 8.30 in the morning, and the Broken Chair Band is also going to be playing Hymns. For, for that event as Excellent. well. So when we have a packed, packed, packed weekend. Packed and we've weekend. got a packed show. And Bob, no, not only that, but Todd... Cowboy yes. Church or any other church, you better be there because you need it. <laughs> I'm not allowed near uh, over 500 feet in near <laughs> hey, it's, it's, uh, I, you know, Synagogue, you hit the, hit the Cowboy we, Synagogue. We got we got us a packed show today. Bob Bose Bell of True West Magazine is Waiting with us patiently. on the phone. And in studio, it's uh, Faith Boyce, uh, who runs the Empire Ranch Foundation. We've got to take our first commercial break here, and we're going to do that. And be back with much more right after these very important messages. Do stay tuned. 
Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond checking stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient, and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. Take Dodge City over there. Gomorrah of the Plains, they call it. Jump-off spot. People coming and going all the time, good, bad, and worse. Temper's high. A man will draw his gun quicker to prove a point than he'll draw on his logic. This is the Voices of the West. Oh, the white tops are a-rolling, rolling, the big waves keep on turning. We're back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. Our guests are Bob Bose Bell of True West Magazine and Faith Boyce, uh, Voice of the Empire Ranch Foundation. Got a little bit of uh, Sons of the Pioneers, Sons of the Pioneers in there for us. Well, thank you, Bob, for putting up with us, and let's let's jump in. All right, let's go. Okay, I want to say, you know, I've been looking at stuff here, and you know, you've got the uh, you host the uh, outrageous Arizona, and I was looking at some of those sites, and I'll tell you what, I was totally entertained. I don't know, I don't know if you were picking those up or those were things that you created yourself, but like the ranching the endangered west episode was just it was it was really good i mean it sh- it should be seen nationally not just on a on a computer screen okay that's my feeling yeah well we've been uh we've been doing uh facebook live which goes on to youtube and we've been getting uh 250,000 views wow uh, I, I just did one on wider did did uh, doc holiday in fact kill uh, Johnny Ringo, that that went viral. I just did a thing on the six million dollar gun that <clears throat> killed Billy the Kid and just was sold, and the true story behind that, which is uh, really interesting. And yeah, I used to do uh, truest moments on the the um, the Western Channel for about ten years. They were they were fun. I flew all over the West and uh, we filmed in Wichita and Deadwood and <clears throat> Tombstone, of course, and Tucson. And uh, just just had a ton of fun doing that. And I love those little segments where you kind of pique people's interest and, and hopefully get them interested in history. Oh, yeah. The hummingbird rescue thing, I, I watched that. And, in fact, I watched it twice because it, it was just so fascinating. There's a little, yeah. little hummingbird in a barn 
dehydrated, and it took them like two days to get them back. Oh, wow. But it was just amazing. And, you know, and I want to mention that the modern cowboy documentary, you know, that ranching on the endangered West, that had over over a million three hundred thousand viewers as of 2018 so it's probably up around two or three million by now that's pretty amazing. yeah well that's our job and uh, you're doing it as well which is uh if we don't support each other who will that's our philosophy exactly. and, right. and we love we love to uh talk about what makes it interesting now it gets controversial i just did a a, a talk and um it, and it was on Geronimo, uh, a freedom fighter or a cold-blooded killer. Right. And, of course, I got a lot of blowback on that. The very first comment was, um, how can you print this crap? Uh, <laughs> you, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, you're, you're on the wrong side of history. Now, what's so interesting to me as an old guy is history moved, okay? Yeah, <laughs> you think? If, yeah. You know, and if you live long enough, you realize that nothing changes more than the past. That, mm-hmm. that, if, if I have one lesson that I've learned in 50 years of doing this, it's that. And that is things that we thought, you know, 10 years ago, that, no, that's ridiculous. Things that we believe, is this person a hero? Is, we did a whole issue on, is Wyatt Earp still a hero? Right. Because we, we've discovered so many, uh, you know, the guy was a pimp. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't make his, you a bad his, person. His his brothers and him spent more time behind bars than he did in front of the putting people behind the bars. Mm-hmm. And and yet there's still something really compelling about the guy. And my good friend uh, Tom Ross, the artist, lives in uh, Lamy, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. I think he really nailed it. He said, "We remember Wyatt for what he means, not for who he was." Right. And well, and of course, then that opens up the door to the naysayers who say, "You know, you're just." Uh, glorifying a bunch of killers and da, 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 da. and I go yeah well what else you got well, I kind of like that so. <laughs> well you know I've got you know, Bob, I've, got I've, I've had this ahead. discussion many times about the Earps and their shall I say adversaries <laughs> and I always say the same thing which was um, yeah the Earps did some things that you know are not necessarily acceptable in today's society right but they never sta- they never robbed the stagecoach and uh they yeah, never held up of, a bank. That we know of. And, right. Uh, well, but still, I mean, by now it should have come out. And they also walked down there to the OK Corral not knowing what they were going to encounter. Um, no, that's absolutely, and, absolutely right. And the, and the incredible thing about that is, if you've really studied it like uh, I have, is this, okay? The town knew they were going to fight. Uh, Ike Clinton was uh, up drinking all night, making threats. As soon as the herbs showed, the ball will open. That was his threat. He went into, uh, uh, I think, 10 saloons in a town. There are 66 saloons <laughs> in a town of 10,000 people. What do you think the second most popular thing to do at Tombstone was? Fight. <laughs> so, so, and, right. and I love this. Ike Clinton was in, uh, it's in the Spicer hearing. And he goes, well, then where did you go from there? And he goes, well, I went into uh, Kelly's wine rooms, and I'm like, and, and, you know, going <laughs> Kelly's wine rooms. It sounds like a place on Scottsdale Road. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Snoop. So I went. So I went to the Hayden Library uh, out in Tempe, where the um, uh, August papers are, and I looked in there, and they have the largest collection of, uh, of original uh, tombstone epitaphs. And so I had to sign a paper, give them my driver's license, put on white gloves. And I had their room, and they brought me these paper, and they were on cane poles, you know, wow. and I, so I could look at the I could look at the original tombstone um, wow. epitaphs. And cool. so what I was looking for was an ad for Kelly's Wine Rooms for uh, October, December, somewhere in that corridor, eighteen eighty one, because whatever was in the ad was what they would have in the bar when I Clinton was there the night before the fight. Mm-hmm. And so oh. I struck out. They went. They gave me about 10 issues, and I couldn't find anything. And all of a sudden, I, I got it. And, and here's the ad for Kelly's Wine Rooms, and this is what it said. 26 imported wines from Europe. Wow. Uh, imported beer from Colorado called Coors. <laughs> <laughs> their, own, their own microbrewery. Whoa. Five billiard tables and a bowling alley. Wow. <laughs> I don't think it was a traditional, like what we think of as a bowling alley with big long lanes or anything, yeah, but yeah. that's what it says in the ad was a bowling alley. 
Good and grief. so I'm thinking, well, my God, you, I don't even know if they knew what the term rot gut was. You know, in the oh, movie, sure. it, it, yeah. you know, it makes you think of Heaven's Gate. Oh, that's rot gut. Well, you know? They and, had uh, French. They had French silk dresses in Tombstone, and they had ice cream and, and they had oysters. A phone. They yeah. served oysters all that as stuff. Well, yeah. But also, yeah. you know, Bob, only to extend your point, which I'd love you to talk about, is uh, I Clanton was killed in a stagecoach failed stagecoach robbery two years after the shootout. So, uh, are we saying that um, his cowardice at the OK Corral, where he ran away begging not to be shot? Uh, led him to be his cowardly behavior led him to have such depression that he became a criminal. No, I don't think that was the first day he committed a crime. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's true. He's unfortunate. It's hard to preach to me because my son's name is Wyatt and my dog's name is Doc Holiday. So you know, I think you have an understanding of where my thought process is. What I wanted to do was back up your point about they walked down there, and that's this. So the whole town knew about the impending fight. And think of it as a schoolyard fight. Remember when you're in grammar mm-hmm. school and hey, Gilbert, what a homage, he's going to fight Richard Nish. It's, it's down there. Where are they? And everybody runs down there. And it just, you know, I mean, that was the best part of school as far as I'm concerned. But anyway. <laughs> Double uh, dog dare you. Uh, in Tombstone, these people, there, there was over 200 people at Hafford's Corner waiting for the Earps to do something. <laughs> now, they kept getting word that uh, the uh, cowboys had passed through the OK Corral and that there were 10 of them. And there were, there were, there were, there were 10, there was actually 15 to 20 of them in the lot, everybody hanging on and, you know, yeah, well, they come down here, they got another coming and they, they take us on. And these four guys walked down that fourth street and made the turn. And as far as they knew, there were, you know, there were 20 guys down there they were going to have to go up against and uh morganer asked his brother what if they're on horseback and he said shoot the horses and so they just keep walking and then to me that's why we remember them is that if you take away uh you know, add on all the things that was wrong wrong with them but they made that walk and that's why we remember them because they walked right up to them and one of them and i believe it was Wyatt Earp, said you sons of bitches have been looking for a fight, and now you can have it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Absolutely, the courage, Bob. The courage That's, of it. Yeah. Well, you yeah, know, I, would I, you I, also I, comment on the fact that uh, uh, about why there were so many? There is a school of thought out there that says that they were all the that the excess number of guys, let's say 15 to 20, were supposed to be hiding on the other sides of fences and in doorways and so on to ambush the Earps, or did they just lose their grit and leave? They lost their grit. Uh, the latter. Uh, they, there, there was no plan to do anything. They were just, uh, well, hung over, and buff, two of them were buffaloed and had bandages on their head. And uh, and the others wanted to leave town. were trying to talk Ike into it, and he wouldn't go. And uh, and, and so they, there was really no no plan there and everybody faded it's like in, in anything you know when they're uh, uh, I, hey i'm a cartoonist okay uh, i i i was in the park in kingman arizona at metcalf park for mickey campa fought pete figaro and all they didn't want to fight have you ever been to a bull i was in a bull i was in a bullfight in in peru where the bulls fight the bulls have you ever seen that <laughs> the bulls fight the bulls and so the bulls are outside the arena and they can smell the other bulls and they're <laughs> on the ground like a locomotive <laughs> let me in there let me in there and they uh they do it like prize fighting where the weakest bulls or the you know the young bulls are first and then they go up to the triple a mean bulls but for the first seven fights that bull both sides come running in from the opposite arena and they're going oh boy and then they turn around and they, and they and so guys have come out with the poles and they try to Prod them to yeah, fight. You know, yeah. they're like, nah, I, don't, I don't want to fight that guy. You know, <laughs> and so that's what men are like. That, you know, we're all, we're all noise and gurgling. Yeah. You don't and say. So, frequently. Yeah. Well, you and know, so, I've, huh. I've, I've got a new saying. <laughs> and the new saying is the West, it is as it is, it was as it was. 
And on yes. that note, we're going to take our next commercial break. We're talking with Bob Bozbell from True West Magazine and Faith Voice of the Empire Ranch Foundation. This is Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. We'll be back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. I'm Miss Wilkinson Investments. They're really good at what they do. 777-1911. I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right. It's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. Hi, this is Craig Morgan with a special message for all those who have served in the U.S. Army. The National Museum of the United States Army to be built at Fort Belvoir, Virginia, will registry an electronic record of Americans who have worn the Army uniform, recognizing their service. I've already added my story to the registry. I hope you'll add yours. To learn more and to make your story a permanent part of the National Army Museum, visit armyhistory.org. Watch Old West silent movies anytime at voicesofthewest.net. I love someone on the Texas prairie, an outdoor girl whose name is Mary. We're back on Abel Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to Friends, Todd Robertson, Los Angeles. Our guests uh, on the phone, it's Bob Bose Bell of True West Magazine in studio. It is Faith Voice, and uh, she's with the Empire Ranch Foundation. And uh, we're talking about what's happening at True West Magazine, as well as the upcoming Empire Ranch uh, Cowboy Festival coming up next month. But in December... November 6th and 7th. November 6th and 7th. But also, we've got uh, Christmas at the Ranch. Christmas at the Ranch. We're doing that the second weekend in December. It'll be about a four-hour event. We will have Santa. We will have... uh, some live music. We'll see who we end up with. We'll have some vendors to do some local Christmas shopping, support these fine folks that have had such a hard time through the pandemic. Yeah. And, uh, come back for them. Yeah, come back for them. And then I also wanted to mention we will we'll be having our spring trail ride that we haven't been able to have for the last two years. So we're pretty, pretty excited to have that. And for that event, we do have horses available for rent, or you can bring your own horse, or if that's not your thing, you can ride a wagon. Or not even do that and just join us for Chuck Wagon Lunch. Yep. So, you know, we 
Again, lunch. oh, it's good. Is it going to be the regular, regular chuck wagon guy? Yeah, Rex, Mr. Rex Dalton of Easy Cattle. What does he call him? Easy Cattle Cafe or Easy Cattle Catering? Something like that. Yeah, but he's he's amazing. He's award winning. Yeah. Oh man, his outfit is just gorgeous, and he's going to be at the festival um, as well, doing the steak fry for us. So for the un- cowboy coffee mm. for the uninitiated, Faith, your family has uh, uh, been involved or and owned the Empire Ranch That's correct. in the past. Uh, uh, did your grandfather buy it from Vale? My Vail? great-grandfather from bought it from the Vales, correct. And my grandfather was raised there from, he was a toddler when they came, got involved, and then my dad was on that ranch until he was in his early 20s. I was on it for four months. <laughs> I know I don't you remember spend it. more time now than you did yeah. <laughs> Right, I'm there more often now, but you know, honestly, I just love how the, the universe works out, and... Um, well, there's so much history. Can be. So and much you know history. What, what's neat is Cody, your boy. Yep, he's he the fifth, fifth generation. A lot of, t- a yeah. lot of time Fifth down generation there, on the he's, ranch. He's yeah. growing up on the ranch. He is. Secondhand, but growing up. Yeah. Hey. So much history with your family in that ranch. It, at one time, was one of the largest, if not the largest, ranch in the territory. That's correct. Uh, it's what held the last, I think it was the very last cattle drive. Well, there was a couple from, of them. Uh, well, well, from east to west. Well, that is in the Vale era. From, from, yeah, from Vale drove to Temecula, California. That's correct, That yes. was one of the last cattle drives. They, did, they act- also did one down to Sonora after that. I mean, so much history. Well, I wanted to talk about the Desert Diary that's available on yeah. Amazon. Ah, yeah. yeah, so that that's literally from the diary of, of that last cattle drive. You know, I want to share some history because a lot of people, when we tell people that that's the largest... A ranch in south southwestern Arizona, southeast, well, the whole south southern Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to give you an idea how big the ranch was because the ranch wasn't just the empire; it was made up of ranches Terrible. that they bought Correct. around. It. Right, right. Now I'm going to read you a list of ranches: Mescal Spring Ranch near the Whetstone Gap, Crown Sea Ranch, 8,000 acres, part of the empire, Rail X Ranch, Sonoida, Patagonia, and that was under Henry Boyce. Eureka Ranch at Wilcox, Aravaca Ranch, southwest of Tucson, Monkey Springs Ranch, Slash S Ranch, south of Globe, and it was Bob Boyce, uh, Westwell Ranch, Sulphur Springs, Frank Boyce, Seneca Ranch, VR Rosemont Valley, uh, northwest of Empire, Ed Vale, uh, Osa Cattle Company, over by Sassabee, Ed Vale, Rosemont Ranch, uh, south slope of the Santa Rita Mountains, Ed Vale, and then we move out of state. Right. You've got the Warner Ranch there on the San, uh, San Diego, the Santa Rosa Island, which is still in the Vale family. You've got Temecula Ranch, which was the, the home ranch when they left. When they, when they left when the they Empire. Expanded. Right. Uh, the Pueblo Ranch uh, with Malon Vale, uh, vale and uh, W.B. Vale. Uh, and at least the Catalina Islands and the uh, Lama Ranch led by Lampock. But, you know, people, they don't realize that, you know, they brought cattle to the Catalina Island. And let me tell you what, I just backpacked Catalina Island yeah. last week. That's rugged. And I, and I just kept looking around going, and they had cattle here? <laughs> and they still wow. have, And they still have buffalo. And they do still have buffalo. We, we came right across a herd of them. There's, I believe, 600 on the island. Yeah. They have some sort of, I don't know how they keep their numbers down, but they do. And, and I tell you, every, I, I will... There was a lot of the parts of the trail that looked like southern Arizona, looked like the yeah. Santa Rita's, which was very interesting yeah. for me. And all I could do it was look and just imagine, hmm. you know, what it was like to run cows there. And so it was, it was, you know, it was quite touching for mm-hmm. me personally to know that that that's what was at the Empire, and then it moved over to there, and it was it was pretty yeah. neat. It's mind-boggling. Yeah. So, so, folks, when the pe- when people tell you the Empire was one of the biggest ranches in the country, it was. Hence the name. Yep. Empire. <laughs> well, Mr. Bell. Yes. What do you think about the Empire? Well, I love the Empire. It was one of my uh, favorite days when I got to visit, stand on that porch. And, and I didn't realize, boy, it goes spaces right into Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was really. And, you know, the, the Texas John Slaughter Ranch is the same thing. It's mm-hmm. like. They planted those ranches down there, and they said, "Come on, I'll take you on." <laughs> That's the way I saw it. But uh, and I don't. Did your ranch also extend into Mexico, like John Slaughter's? John Slaughter, half of his ranch was in Mexico, yeah. went all the way down to Bavispe, I believe. 
I don't think the Empire did, but we definitely went right up to the border and all the way up to Happy Valley and and uh, and they sold a lot of cattle of in Mexico and bought a lot of cattle oh, yeah. in Mexico. They were driving cattle back and forth. Yeah, you should hear my dad speak Spanish. He doesn't really do it very much anymore, yeah. but I tell you what, it's like second nature because yeah, you know yeah. that's what he was raised yeah. with. Well, you know, too, it's yeah. interesting when I was working pictures. Uh, we used uh, Vernon Mounts who furnished livestock for the picture companies here. He used to use a lot of the RO horses, which the RO ranch ran on both sides of the border. Right. And those were some of the best horses I ever rode in my life. Well, well they'd pitch you in the morning, but they were good. They right, were solid all day. You got to trot those suckers yeah. out for, for <laughs> at least an hour. You got to trot them out. Yeah. Bob, one of the uh, articles in uh, November issue of True West magazine. All Hail of the Cowboy Hat, <laughs> compiled by the True West editors. Let's talk about that. You know, uh, I'm, I am a hat nut. I'm uh, in my studio right now, and I look in every direction. I've probably got 150 hats. Wow, that's I awesome. I saw the pictures, yeah. Yeah, I, I, just, I, I love hats. I've collected them all my life. I have all my grandfather's tractor hats, and I have my uh, all my Stetsons and all my Resistals and all my custom-made hats. I... I favor a couple of hat makers now. I, I love. Uh, oh, who's the guy in uh, Bisbee? Uh, uh, Grant Grant Optimo. Uh, yeah. Uh, is he still? Is he, he's still around. I love Grant. Yeah, he, he does. He makes the finest straws too. Yeah, yeah. Panama straw. Love Grant. Uh, Agrely Hat Works are some of my favorites now. There's a guy in Cape Creek here, does a really fine job. And uh, anyway, uh, the history of the hat. Um, Anybody who's ever worn a hat knows the story, and that is, you're at a restaurant, and somebody comes over, and they say, can I try your hat on? <laughs> what? No. You want to fight? I, you know, no, what I, what I say is, yeah, why don't you give me your underwear? I'll try that on. <laughs> right. I'm like, don't they know, don't they know the <laughs> saying? It's, you know, it's so rude, you know, and, and the worst thing is when you leave your hat, they make, you know, you got to let, well, here's the thing. So we, I want to do a, a book on the hat rules. Okay, because there are rules, man. You can't wear your hat in your mama's house. That's not that's right. one of the yeah, first. Right. Okay, don't touch my hat. Is the is the is the most important one. That's okay, right. but it but it gets weird when you go in a saloon. Okay, because if you look in all the old photographs, uh, you know women weren't welcome in saloons until probably prohibition, and, and uh, you know and just right. after that. Uh, it was it was a man's refuge, and uh, you, you rarely wore them in there. And so, you, in all the photos, all the men are wearing their hats. Well, with then a you cigar. combine with that that uh, most cowboys served in the armed services, and it was just a, a hard and fast rule that you don't wear your your cap or your hat inside a building. That was the, that was a rule. So a lot of a lot of cowboys brought that back, uh, and and so there are some real weird side rules. For example. You can go in a saloon and keep your hat on if you're going through. But if you stop to talk to someone, technically you've got to take your hat off. Okay, and you can get in a fight if you don't if you don't follow these rules. <laughs> now, in some part of the Texas, you can dance and wear hats, uh, and you, they they do that big you know two step track thing where they're all it's like a NASCAR race. It's with, <laughs> if you're at the Broken Spoke in Austin, that. If, I, the first time I got out there, I felt like I stepped on a racetrack. I was going to do my little... You were doing swing, the shoddish. You know, and, and here comes this herd, you know, going to, whoa, you got to go around. I get it. Okay, all right. And uh, and, and you, those guys, those cats can wear their hat. But you go into some... Uh, I was in a neighbor's home, had my hat on, and he comes by and he goes, off! Like, like, like that. He's a lawyer, by the way. And, he, and, it, it, and I go, what? And he goes... Not wear your hat in my house. I go, okay, all wow. right, okay, all right. You're one of one of those guys. Okay. Yeah. Now here's the, the couple of exceptions that are also. You can wear your hat in cowboy church, but mm -hmm. you have to take it off for the Lord's prayer. Is that yeah. true? Somebody they were talking about the yeah. theme in church, cowboy church. Yep. I've heard that. Yeah. No. Uh, that, that, so there's that, all. Yep. So I love all these little hat rules that are out here in the West. And so we went through and, and, and told the history, you know, the boss of the plains. Now, the uh, open road is coming back. Open road is what Lyndon Johnson used to wear. Yeah, that, the, the little, yep, that the little the, rancher uh, hat. What, yeah, what the, what the ranger's wearing and the, when B. Uh, Harvey Oswald shot, he's the guy that's like leaning back, you know. That's an open yeah. road hat, okay? Now, if you Google it, 
all these young hipsters are wearing the open road. They don't they don't uh, do the brim. They don't do the taco brim. They just flat out, you know. Mm-hmm. And the girls are wearing them. And I thought, you know, you live long enough. It all comes back coming around. around right. Coming never, around. The never time, throw the a hat go away. Out, then they come back in and the hats go up and they come back. When I was a kid, the brims were real uh, stingy. I call them stingy brims because there was some real conservative times. It was the 50s. And then when the hippies came in, it started going a little, you know, Charlie Daniels came in and all of a sudden the brims started to go old school, uh, which you, if you went to Mr. Lucky's in Phoenix, which was rock and roll downstairs and country upstairs. And you, if you try to go past the country guys with a big hat and your hair over your ears, oh, 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 oh <laughs> kick your patootie right now. <laughs> well, here, here's a little bit of, of uh, Uncle Ben Johnson about hats. He was adamant. You never put your hat on a bed, and you never put your hat down with the with the uh, brim down. It was always the crown down. Yeah, right. Yeah, I almost got in a fight with a, a dental hygienist. Okay, <laughs> I put my hat over on the the thing there and got the table and got the tube in the <laughs> in the mouth, you know, and, and and they got the light on me and they're leaning over me. And one of the dental hygienists goes over and takes my hat, moves it to a chair. And puts the crown up with the brim down. Ooh. And I jump up. I rip the thing out of my mouth. I said, "Don't you ever do that again to me!" You know, they, they, they were like, "They were like, who is Shot. this wild guy?" Right. So I'm just the guy who likes hats. There you go. Hey, we got to do well, our. It reminds me one of last song rule. by Chris Ledoux. Never uh, sit on a hat. His, don't never never touch a man's hat. There you yep. go. Yep. All right, we got to do our final commercial break here. On Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts, your hosts, our guests, Faith Boyce and Bob Bozbell. We'll be back. When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. The Paul Ash Management Company meets and exceeds those considerations. They've been in business in Tucson, Arizona since the 1960s. They manage all types of properties throughout Arizona and elsewhere, from residential to commercial to public sector properties. The Polash Management Company also dedicates its time and resources to numerous community projects, including help funding the drive for the USS Arizona Memorial at the University of Arizona. You also want a property management company that puts you, the customer, first. Contact the Polash Management Company today at polashmanagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Polash Management Company, property managers you can trust. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online back Backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 skeet fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting plays courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. You've got some cattle you want rustled, but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job. A little lady up the road apiece won't strike a deal with you about water rights. You out there! Come one step near and old Bess here will spit right in your eye. So you need to strike your own deal, but you need the right henchman to do the job. The stage is hauling a Wells Fargo box loaded with gold. You've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold, but like henchmen to pull off the job. What to do? You better start packing a handgun. Call Red a Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scruffy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what Red a Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I joined Red a Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King, and some of the best head henches there ever was. And I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hench without the proper henches around you. And that's just a gentle hench. 
When you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our rented henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday Evening Post or Harper's Weekly. Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to Doc's to get that bullet out of your shoulder, get a Renahance to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone. Renahance, when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean. You let me do the work. Yosemite Sam! It's Yosemite Sam! Yosemite Sam! Yosemite Sam! Yeah, Yosemite Sam! The roughest, toughest, he-man, stuffest hombre has ever crossed the Rio Grande. And I ain't no man be pandy. This is the Voices of the West. We're back on Emil Francis' Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. Guests include, and not limited to, Faith Boyce in studio. Uh, she's with the Empire Ranch Foundation. And on the phone, it's Bob Bose Bell of True West Magazine. And he ain't no Namby Pamby. <laughs> he ain't no Namby Pamby either. And uh, we do have new hench classes getting underway soon. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's it's important that you get trained, because if you don't get trained right, you're going to do the job wrong. That's right. You're going to screw up, and the boss is not going to be happy. He's going to say, I can't get no idiots anywhere. <laughs> it's hard to get a good idiot nowadays. Wow. And this is like, you know, you know what? I just realized something. You want to get an idiot? Go to the Democratic Party. We should get all tons of them. <laughs> or most bars on Saturday night. Uh, all right. We've got a few moments left. Uh, Bob, what's coming up uh, in future issues of uh, True West Magazine? Well, I do want to give a shout-out for the 140th uh, anniversary of the gunfight of the OK Corral. That's yeah. October, which, which That's right. is on the newsstand right now. We're going to have a, a big presence down there. You know, I went to the centennial in uh, October of uh, 1981. I was a huge fan of uh, the fight and studying it, and I didn't see any ads or anything, but I just knew I had to be there. I was living in Phoenix, and I uh, took my two-year-old daughter and dropped her off at my mother's house in Tucson, drove down to Tombstone, and went to the corral, and there was about 100 people there, people that came from all over. Many of them influential people in my life. Bob McCubbin was there. Him and I both put up the money to buy True West in 1999. Richard Ignarski was there. That uh, He has the Gunfighter Museum there. Phil Spangenberg is there. He's our gun editor. Yeah. I met all these uh, I met all these cats for the first time. And here we are 40 years later. I can't even believe it. Yeah. it it's so incredible uh, the, the, how quickly that, that time went by. And so we're going to have a presence there. Our issue on that, it was wider, still the uh, Puro is out on the newsstand right now. Coming up, we've got, um, uh, we're doing the Mountain Man. We've got one of the greatest Mountain Man artists ever. He's going to be on the cover. This guy just blows my mind. We feel like we're seekers, uh, artists like myself. We want to get it right. We want to make sure the hats are right. We mm-hmm. want to make sure yeah. the holsters, no blue scuderos. We want to make sure, are the pants tucked in? Is that accurate? That's who we are. That's that's the members of my tribe. And we found a mountain man guy that's going to blow your socks off. That's coming up in uh, December. All right. You know, I just want to throw one, one thing out there. I grew up in Rio Dosa, New Mexico, Lincoln County, and every kid in Rio Dosa, you know, it's like Mr. Bonnie was the man. And your book... Uh, my God, I, I, I've got tons of Billy the Kid books, and all I can say is I'm going to throw all the other books away because your book is the book. Well, well God bless you, young man. <laughs> young man, thank you, because you're younger than I am. And Faith, Faith, Faith quickly, uh, we've got uh, Cowboy Festival, Christmas in, at the ranch, and what about for 2022? And the spring trail ride is the first weekend in April. All right. That's, and then we'll do a, a hopeful. And we also have docent tours out there. That's right. Tell we us. have them twice a month. We have them the second and fourth Saturday. They're at 11 a.m. Uh, we would love for you to RSVP. Go ahead and send us an email or send okay. us a message on Facebook. And we, we have volunteers come see us. All right. That's it for this edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Next week, 
uh, when we get together. Todd Roberts will be here in Tucson. Imagine that. That's scary. And, I know. That's scary. And our guest is going to be author John Besenecker. He's written a great book about... Uh, Bosenecker. Bosenecker. Thank you. Uh, Burl. You know... It's, the, the, the that's print, a hell the, of a book. Too. The print is very close to the paper these days, and that's what makes it so tough to read. Um, <laughs> no, I'm trying to help. I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> that's a hell of a book. I, I read it, and I took notes, and yeah. we're ready for it. All right. That's all, all I have got. to say about next weekend, if there was a commercial for it, is, look, Ma, no hands. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll Thank talk you. to you. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West.